Hi everyone, welcome to Conference Call, your official unofficial guide for the Europa Conference League by Babagol. I'm Yossi Medina, editor-in-chief and writer in Babagol. Next to me is Eden Reutfab. Hi Eden, how are you? Hi Yossi, I'm great, how are you? I'm great. Eden is a writer and, a, and our European football expert of Babagol. Um, this episode is our first, making our debut. Uh, so what will be hear what you will hear about we'll get ready to the first match day of the group stage the europa conference league the best i would say the best european club competition i think oh absolutely <laughs> so how it will work uh, we will have uh, our games to watch we picked one highlight one match you should uh, miss we will discuss about a potential surprise and in the end we'll give you Two recommendations for players that you should track to follow in this, in this match day. Sounds good. So exciting to start a new season in the Conference League. So exciting for our debut here. Yeah. So let's get going. Yeah, it was a great competition last year. We hope to have another great season. A great success and, and it should continue. Yeah, and, and let's give our listeners some reasons. To tune in, yeah. Yeah, and... Let's start with your pick, your so game my, to watch. My game to watch, which I would think would be the best quality game uh, of the first game week, is going to be West Ham United versus FCSB from Romania. Now, we, we can already track West Ham as one of our favorites to go all the way in the tournament. Um, obviously, a huge club last year, semifinals of the Europa League. Now they're in the conference, um, team from England, and... Hopefully for them, they would do better than their rival Spurs that last year crashed in the group stage. Uh, so West Ham is an exciting team to see. But it's worth to mention that they have a, a particular uh, history with Romanian teams in Europe. They remember Astra Giurgiu, who eliminated them twice in 2015 and 2016 in the U Europa League qualifiers. This, the, the team Astra, if you mention that in the West Ham you know, to the West Ham fans, they, it reminds them so much. And even more than that, West Ham were eliminated by Stiawa Bucharest, who are the, the old FTSB. And we, which is actually the same club, but not the same club. A long history. We have a great article about it. Uh, Uri, a few years ago, talked with Emmanuel Russo, one of the greatest Romanian football experts. The, the old issues over there with the army. But in the end, it's the same club. It is the same club eventually, um, but they eliminated West Ham in the 1999-2000 UEFA Cup. So West Ham has some Romanian ghosts of the past, you can say, and for them to start uh, at home against FCSB would be very interesting. Now, we saw FCSB in the qualifiers. Um, they had some high drama, high goal games. Uh, they, f they lost the first leg to Sabertalo and to Viking, then came back to win in a dramatic fashion, 90th minute. Uh, in both games. So I think we will have a very, very good game here. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to mention something about FCSB and teams like FCSB. Um, these kind of teams are usually get, get more serious when it comes to competitions. When it was a Europa League, and now, of course, under the, the title of the Europa Conference League, they're taking these games seriously. So it means that even the... West Ham is probably the favorites, but I think that FCSB will take some, some great advantage to, to, 
to find uh, to, to to find a way to to take this match. Yeah, it's worth to mention that both teams started their league not very well. Uh, FTSB are I think ninth or tenth place. West Ham are down in the bottom. So for them, they need to get some momentum into their season. And, and you know, the first game of a European season, a, a Thursday European night is a perfect way to kickstart your season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and it's going to be interesting. Of course, an English club in, in Europe, it's always uh, interesting. West Ham is looking to, to make their own new tradition in European competitions, I would say. Yes, yes. And they need this. They need this. Uh, so I think that's, this is going to be a, a game to watch. And um, let's see what happens. Yeah. So what is your uh, game to watch? So I, I selected a, another game that uh, is a contest between two clubs from the top five leagues. Uh, from one side is Nice. The other is Köln, FC Köln, I would say. Like a German. FC Köln. Uh, not Cologne. We love the pronunciations here as much as accurate as possible. Yeah, of course. So, about Nice, we covered them in the playoffs against Maccabi Tel Aviv. They barely managed to, to qualify through the group stage. They had to score a late goal in the extra time to qualify. They have a really strong squad with great names. Kasper Schmeichel, Aaron Ramsey, eh, Nicola Pepe. They are, they are always signing more and more players. But they are still struggling. They are not so impressive until now. In the French League, they, they won only one out of six matches. They are in the 16th place. I think that Nice didn't thought that their beginning would be so hard. And beginning a Europa Conference League group stage campaign, you need to, to start it in the, good, in the best result you can. And you cannot afford yourself to uh, lose, lose your first game so quickly. So, yeah, I would say that Nice have a great challenge from the other side. Ken also was close to an early exit. Lost their first match mm -hmm. in the playoffs mm -hmm. against Feherva from Hungary. Uh, but won 3-0, th made it. And they have a great opening uh, to the season in the Bundesliga. Nine points in five games, including... Two draws against Champions League side, mm -hmm. Leipzig and Eintracht Frankfurt. So, you know that German teams in the last years are keep looking on more and more success, not only in the Champions League. Last year, Union Berlin, the only side from Germany in the Conference League, they had a really difficult, uh, difficult in the group stage. Um, they could manage to play against final and Slavia Pagut, mm -hmm. both rigid quarterfinals and more. So, yeah, uh, Köln have their own challenge to, to qualify, maybe to reach uh, the next stages, looking for some knockout success uh, for German side in the competition. Yes, and I think it's, it's interesting about Nice is that you, you, this is almost a completely new side, a completely new team. They had, they had like double figures, uh, uh, departures, double figures, transfers in. They made a lot of new signings with their new money and, and a lot of uh, former Premier League players. So this is a squad that needs to gel. Uh, they need their time. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really surprised by their poor start in France. They're a team that need to get going. They didn't have a lot of games together. So uh, again, and this is a huge challenge for them right at the start. Yeah, yeah. So it, it will be interesting. I think that any time that two clubs from the big leagues 
are facing each other, not in the Champions League. And when it's not, you know, when we see the Champions League, we always have the same clubs playing each other. These kind of clashes are more interesting because you don't know what to expect for. And that, yeah. I think, yeah. it will make this game uh, absolutely interesting. Two huge games to watch for. Yeah, of course. So, from huge games to huge upset, mm. maybe. Maybe. We will see. We will see. We will see. So, so it's a game with, with a great story. So, you must tell it. So, what I would mark as maybe a potential upset is the game between Dnipro and Azed Alkmar. Now, Ukrainian football is back. And this is, this is a huge thing because we know everything that happened. Uh, football, the, the local league stopped in December 2021 and has only resumed a few weeks ago, of course, in front of empty stadiums and with bombs and, and uh, players the, leaving. The videos of yeah. the match that was interrupted a few times because of bomb alerts. Yeah. And you uh, see the, the players... both teams are running to the dressing rooms because it's, it's some kind of a shelter. It's, it, it was absolutely crazy to see these videos. And it's, it's also very sad to see, but it is a good sign that Ukrainian football is somewhat returning to, to not to normal, but like to some sort of a routine. And local league is back. This is great. Now, Dnipro, um, we remember them as a, as a famous, huge club. Back in the day, they reached a 2015 UEFA, uh, UEFA Europa League final. And they disbanded, got bankrupt after a few years, completely, completely deleted from the Ukrainian league. And the team has re like, reappeared as in their new form right now, Dnipro 1. Dnipro. I would say, actually, it's not the same club. There is another club that is thinking that he's the real successor of the yes. Dnipro, Dnipro Petrovsk. This one, Dnipro 1, you know what is this one uh, well, in their name. Actually, I don't. Uh, it's some name. I, I, wrote, I read about it. It's a name of a police station hmm. in the city of Dnipro, Dnipro, in Dnipro Petrovsk. Actually, no really relation between the clubs. By the way, a lot of players said they got bankrupt. So a lot of players are looking for their money. So they are reaching FIFA. They say, Tell these Dnipro guys to pay us, and they say, no, we are not the same club. Yeah, and FIFA, FIFA said that for all legal purposes, for all historical purposes, this is a new team completely. So for Dnipro 1, this is their debut in European competition, if you wanted to look, to look at it that way. And they are back, and um, they actually beat Dinamo Kiev 3-0 in the league, so, so this, is, this is a team. Uh, obviously, they won't host in the Ukraine. Uh, they would host in Kosice in Slovakia. Uh, UEFA would not force teams now to go to Ukraine, obviously. So this is, this is obviously not the ideal situation. But I can see this as maybe uh, a statement game by a Ukrainian team. We're back. We're here. Azed Alkmaar are the favorites here, obviously. But uh, I think that the emotion would play a lot in, in the Dnipro's uh, favor here. Obviously, they will have some fans around. And I saw Azen Alkmaar, they lost in Scotland in the, to Dundee United in, in the qualifiers, which was a shocking result, although they won 7-0 in the return leg. But I don't know, I smell an upset here. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I must say that it's a crucial year for Ukraine. Ukraine already dropped in the UEFA rankings. 
Shakhtar, the champions, were supposed to start their season in the qualifiers, but due to Real Madrid Championship and Russia ban, so they got an, another year with automatic berth in the group stage. But Ukraine is getting dropped and dropped. Last year, they had no club in the knockout stages. So I think that Ukrainian sides are, need to look for more and more points, more success. I don't know if Dnipro can produce some, some really good results. Like I think Zoria made some great years in the Europa League group stage, even last year in the Conference League. Didn't qualify to the knockouts, but made good results to, to stable the Ukrainian ranking. Um, and without playing at home, it will be really, 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 uh, I would say, interesting year for the Ukrainian yes. side. It, it, I don't know what will be their future. It's going, but, but it's really going to harm the uh, clubs. Um, and let's see what will happen. Uh, and of, of course, they cannot sign players. Like, foreigners aren't, like, uh, you know, ready to go there immediately, even for, for money. It's, it's, uh, it's, these are now teams that play with a lot of locals. There's more chances for... For future Ukrainian players, a league that once, especially the big teams, Shakhtar, Dinamo, Kiev, Dnipro, Metal East in the past, they were like a lot of Brazilians, Argentinians, foreigners from all over. Now Ukrainian teams don't have a choice but to play their own youth. And we know that they produce many, many great players that did not get the chance. For example, Zinchenko uh, grew up in Shakhtar, never got a chance. Now we see what he's doing. Malinovsky, the same. So maybe this could revive Ukrainian football, Ukrainian players playing, first of all, in their own league. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, uh, we said, interesting year for Ukraine. It's really a story to follow, not only in the Europa League, Europa Conference League, every competition where Ukraine and teams are playing, because it's really going to be something unusual for such a great country. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. So, to our next... Uh, but our interesting characters. Um, I picked someone of, that is really one of Babago's favorite. Uh, Biras Nato, uh, mm. the Israeli national team captain, one of the veteran players in European competitions. Um, we also had a great interview with him a few years ago. Um, really interesting guy, really amazing guy. Um, a unique career. Yeah, unique career because he began his career in Apoel Tel Aviv, making results, making a great success in the uh, Europa League group stage. Later, he played for Rubin Kazan and CSKA Moscow, both in the Champions League group stage, playing also for Olympiakos. Now he's playing his fourth season uh, for Partizan Belgrade, um, 13th, 13th consecutive season. Uh, that he's playing in uh, any group stage, Champions League, Conference League, Europa League, no matter what. So, and he had 133 uh, caps in UEFA competitions during his career. So, astonishing. Astonishing. More than any other Israeli player. Um, another thing that is worth mentioning, he opened the season in Serbia with an amazing record. Five goals in seven mm -hmm. matches. Uh, partisans leading score uh, this season um, and, and it's part for a larger uh, story of uh, Partizan Belgrade last year they were eliminated in the knockouts of the conference league uh, against Feyenoord 
again, not an easy draw. No shame in that. Yeah, of course. But uh, it, mean, it means that they, they can do more. Serbia is in a great prize. We saw Cervena Zvezda made several great results, even though they didn't reach the Champions League group stage. And all of this is part of a great increase in uh, Serbia. Next year, the runners-up runners up of the Serbian League will play in the Champions League qualifiers. So yeah, it's going to be a massive year for Partizan. They need to have more and more great results to improve their position uh, before playing uh, in the next season. Yeah, hopefully for them. They, they also started the Serbian League not too well. They are now a bit of a reviving uh, scenario now, so they have a few wins in a row. But um, they, they obviously, they need to finish second in the league. If they can do first, I think uh, first uh, place goes automatically next year to the Champions League group stage. Yeah. And so if they, if they can manage to, to uh, get back into a fight with Zvezda for the title, it could be massive for them. But as for Conference League... Um, this is a, yeah, this is a great chance for them to, to improve their situation. And Bibras Natro, their captain, their leader, he just got a Serbian citizenship uh, after playing uh, for his fourth year now in Partizan. So really connected to, to the club, really actually fans love a, him. They have a, an interesting path playing in Russia and Greece and Serbia. The, the Orthodox uh, community all across Eastern Europe is behind <laughs> him. Yeah, he is, he is a fan favorite in Belgrade for sure. Yeah. So, from my pick... By the way, I did mention Partizan will play against Slovatsko from the Czech Republic and both are in the same uh, group as Nice and Köln. So, mm -hmm. we, have, we completed one group today. <laughs> um, now it's your time. So, my, my, my interesting character is a player I think that could make a huge campaign in, in this conference league. Jens Peter Hauge from Ghent. And uh, we, we got familiar with Jens Hauge when he played for Bode Glimt in their majestic 2020 season. They won their Norwegian League with 26 wins, one loss. And uh, they made a very nice run in the Europa League. They were very unfortunate to get AC Milan in the COVID season, where we didn't have even a, a, a return leg, it was just one leg. They, were drew, they got the worst draw with AC Milan away from home in San Siro, and they lost 3-2, and they were amazing in that game, very unlucky to lose. Hoge scored, and AC Milan bought him the next week, which, is, which says a lot about how impressive he was. And uh, he played for Milan for that year. He was pretty decent, but AC Milan loaned him to Frankfurt, he played last year in Frankfurt, won the Europa League with them. He was very involved in their campaign, even played in the final uh, against Rangers. But now suddenly we see him loan to Ghent, um, maybe trying to, to, to play football week in, week out, not to play on the bench. And he could be so good in, in Ghent, uh, an attacking-minded team. He's only 22. So for me, I think he could be great. Now, Ghent play away in Molde in Norway, which is his home, home country. He knows Molde very well. He fought with them uh, for the Norwegian title. He scored against them twice already. So th this could be a very interesting game to follow. And by the way, Molde just beat Bodeglimt 4-1 in the Norwegian league and got a tight grip on the Norwegian title. 
So maybe maybe Hauge could you know get some revenge for his former team. Um, so this this could be one to watch. And also in this group you have Jur Gordon, the the Swedish team. So it could be a Scandinavian derby with Malde. And you have Shamrock Rovers from Ireland, which is, this is a uh, it's some kind of all northern. Yes, group. yes. And without maybe a clear favorite, I, I I wouldn't say. I think all these teams can qualify. Yeah, amazing. That that is the interesting thing we see in the draw. There are many groups with two or three clubs. You say that okay, they can compete each other on one birth, two birth to the next uh, stage. It's really interesting. The, the group stage is, is promising this season. I, I must say we have a lot of uh, balanced groups. We have a lot of clubs that can make something interesting after we, they saw the draw. And yeah, it, it's always a chance for surprises, for great results, mm. for teams that are considered as weaker to get to the uh, later stages. And uh, we will see. We'll see what will happen this season. We have lots of stories to follow. We are very excited for the season to start. And it's going to be a very, very uh, um, condensed season. A lot of weak games, one after the other, because of the World Cup. So there's going to be a lot of action every week. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, amazing. amazing. So these were our picks for this match day. So if you liked it, you can follow Babago for more coverage from the Europa Conference League in all our social medias, in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, this week we will have a special coverage from another match we didn't cover uh, today. Uh, Austria-Vienna hosting Hapol Bersheva. And of course, more things, more photos and videos and more stuff uh, from all the Conference League. We will also have a special recap on Friday with the best moments from actually one of the Europa Conference League group stage. And that's it, I think. Evan Fog. thanks for joining me. Thank you, Yossi. I'm Yossi Medina. We were Conference Call by Babagol, and we'll be here once again next week with all the best from Europe's greatest football competition ever. Until next time, keep football real.